Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MoPod, brought to you by MoDate, where we discuss all things modern orthodoxy from dating to the Upper West Side and everything in between. I'm your host, Evan Harris, and we have a great guest for you today. Let's get to it. Today, I'm sitting down with the restaurant guy, the founder of Great Kosher Restaurant Foodies, Elon Kornblum. How are you, Elon? Excellent. Thank you for having me. I know it's been uh, trying for a while, so I thank you for your persistence. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're a famous guy in this world, and so definitely wanted to get you on. been following your work for a long time now, so this is, this is an honor. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Elon, for those of our listeners that don't know you, I just want to walk through your background. Where are you from, and what do you do now? All right. So born in Brooklyn, New York, you want to go back to uh, days, but, um, you know, I, I was always into advertising and marketing in college. If you want to start there, uh, to TV and radio with Brooklyn College, majored in that. And so I was always interested in, in that kind of you know, PR world. Um, started doing uh, planners, if you want the long story, um, selling college planners to the bookstore and getting advertising from the local stores around the college. And that was my, you know, my first foray into the entrepreneurial business. And so started doing that, got into more colleges. Um, then eventually, you know, started working in Manhattan for a media firm, selling uh, time for TV and radio. But it wasn't, it wasn't someone, you know, especially for a Shomer Shabbos guy who, you know, needs to get home on Friday. And um, a lot of the people go out to eat at night. Ironically, you know, would have been good back then knowing what I know. Uh, but we used to go, you know, they used to go to non-kosher places and go to the bar and just something that I wanted to do something on my own. And had an opportunity um, with, um, with someone that I met who was doing a non-kosher kind of version. And we met and started doing the kosher, um, Great Kosher Restaurants magazine. And did that for 12, 13 years. Very successful, beautiful, color, glossy magazine that people know. And that's, you know, started in the very beginning, hustled, uh, you know, had to prove myself. I was a kid. It was my early 20s and um, really, you know, had to prove myself. And thank God it's, uh, it's snowballed into an empire and, uh, about eight years ago, I started doing more social media. Obviously, Facebook groups were going uh, were big back then uh, at that time. And so I dropped the magazine. It was just too much work to do, and things were happening so fast. So I started my Facebook group, which is now the largest group in the world for kosher, uh, 67,000 members. And, you know, obviously our Instagram we built up and our website we built up and our newsletter and then... Thank God it's uh, opened up a lot of opportunities. And, you know, 20 years later, I'm still eating for a living and kicking and going out and enjoying myself. Yeah, it's amazing. Were you always such a big food guy? Did, did you know when you were younger that you wanted to go into kind of this food critic industry? It's funny. No, growing up as a kid, I don't even remember my family going out that much. We probably went to, for pizza, special occasions. You know, back then, it wasn't as cool to go out. You know, I, I think the Food Network had a lot to do with it. I think that hopefully my, myself had a lot to do with just people going out, sharing, um, posting, you know, really foodie uh, kind of way where people, you know, enjoyed and, and 
going out and appreciating what the restaurants are doing. I think the palate of the consumer is more educated nowadays when it was back then. Uh, so yeah, I, I fell into this business, you know, by, in terms of marketing. You know, listen, I, I like to eat as everyone else. I'm not a critic. You know, we can talk about it. I'm, I'm not a food reviewer. I'm not an expert. I just like, you know, what I like, and I like to show people what's out there. I like to give out information and, and help in the industry. So I never said to anyone that I'm an expert or a critic. Um, I just like to, you know, be in this industry and talk to people and help and put out good information. Yeah, that's great. So I'm, I I wasn't familiar with the magazine. I'm 25. So I, I yeah, grew up with the, uh, with the Facebook group and right. it's definitely a very interesting Facebook group. It's not just food reviews or anything right. like that. And it's funny. Sometimes you start a conversation with someone and ends up both of you are following the Facebook group. And you don't even realize it because as you said, it is the biggest kosher Facebook group out there. And so just wondering, when did the Facebook group really become this, this giant? And when did you start becoming sort of, I guess, an influencer, right? Because you are traveling and taking videos of different restaurants. When did that all start? So again, it started when I first started the magazine. You know, it was, it was kind of on a level of, of where print, people knew about, you know, the magazine and they knew the website. And it was kind of, you know, the ones who are really into food and really into restaurants, they, they probably knew. But it was really the, the Facebook group that opened up this whole new world to people where the casual you know, consumer can now start getting more information. So, you know, the group I, I like because it's like you said, it, it's very active. It's, it's people can have a conversation with each other. It wasn't just one sided, you know, with the magazine and Facebook pages. And even Instagram, and this is why I like the group better, is because it's it's not just me putting information and you looking at it. It's the consumer, it's the community putting out information as well and talking about it. So you can have a conversation with 10, 15, 20, 100 people about the food, the restaurants that you never had before. So that's why I like the whole dynamic of the group is because you can talk to other people and become friends. People have got married from the group people have become you know good friends from it so that's what i like the best so that it was really about eight years ago where again it opened up this whole new world for myself but you know what it allowed me because i was doing the magazine for so many years and i had those connections with these restaurants already for 12 13 years that once i had a group it catapulted because i had i wasn't starting from scratch it wasn't starting from you know I had to prove myself. It was something where I had all these connections. I had all that information and I was just pulling it all together and putting it out there. So once I started a group within, a, you know, a week or two, it had a thousand people. And then it just, other people, you know, this is really cool. You can get up openings and updates so you can't get anywhere else. So it made a destination for people to come to, to kind of find out, you know, before anyone else knew, What's the latest restaurant opening? What's what specials are going on? So they came to us. And they still t today they come to us because they they're getting information they can't get anywhere else faster and better and can have a good conversation about restaurants. And that's what I'm most proud of is you know just getting the information out there to people to go out to eat, you know to support the restaurant community. Obviously, the last couple of years uh, I think you know it was probably the most important time 
for us to put out that information, to get that information out there to people. And it's helped the industry, it's helped customers, and you know, it's what we're proud of. Obviously, the benefits outweigh any of the downsides with the group, and it's an awesome group and definitely helps a lot of people. But I've seen, and I'm sure this is something you have to deal with almost every day, there are some downsides to having these groups where people can interact, the people with differing opinions, whether that's politics or just whatever it is. I know I'm also from the five towns. So when I'm not going to ask you to take a stance on this, of course, but when the whole chimichurri and the VOD thing happened, I know that was really a big sure. thing in the group. And so just wondering how you learned to deal with that. I've learned to be very patient. You know, I, I've learned the art of patience. Um, you know, sometimes just I look at the big picture and, you know, yeah, you'll get stressed out after um, someone, you know, says something negative about myself or about, you know, others. So I, I've learned, you know, over the years to be better at that. But yes, it, it's food as it is, has always been, you know, something that people debate, you know, from the beginning. So, you know, what's good? Every palate is different. It's all, you know, opinion. And so when you throw in food and then you throw in politics and COVID and, you know, all the other stuff that, that has and, and Kashrus, you know, yes, it, it's kind of, um, it, it could go already, but I, I'm proud again of how we, you know, what we do in our group. You know, we're, we try to be balanced. We try to be fair. But ultimately, you got to be respectful. Um, you know, we're here to, to be a safe environment. People can talk about food. And, yeah, you can, you can be constructive. You know, you want to criticize a restaurant, that's fine. You know, we're not looking to destroy restaurants. So if you have a, of a problem, and, again, I, I talk the talk and walk the walk because if someone has an issue, they can message me. And I'll do my best and spend the time to reach out to the restaurant, to try to resolve it, to try to work it out and hope people know that. And so, you know, for the most part, um, you know, we, we have a group where 95% is great. It's good conversations, good information. It's that 5% that, yeah, it takes up a lot of time and it, it brings you down sometimes. And, and, you know, thank God I have some good friends that I kind of vent a little bit. Everyone's got to kind of vent a little bit to them sure. and say, guys, you know, this is at hand. And sometimes, you know, Facebook groups, you're able to close commenting sometimes, take a deep breath, uh, you know, things that are going, you know, really off the, off the record, you know, road. You got to kind of bring it in. So, yeah, there are certain tools that we have and certain things that we do. But, you know, there's always the next thing. And so that's that's kind of what it is. You never know what the day brings. I already I kind of know what's going to be controversial. You know, and sometimes you got to you got to also give a little bit. You know, I'll post, you know, I know what's going to be. I know what's going to happen if I post a politician. Um, you know, but again, it's it's you got to make it interesting as well. So. A little controversy didn't hurt anyone. I try to I try to give a little bit, you know, um, a balance. And so, yeah. But once it once it gets too much and crosses the line, we, we try to, you know, stop it. But it's yeah, it's a, it's a living thing. This group is is a monster, and so you can't let it, you know, can't let the inmates run the asylum in a way. Um, but yeah, thank God. I, I appreciate everyone that's on the group. 
they give a lot. You know, unfortunately, we've had to remove some people that just couldn't um, behave and couldn't work well with others. And hopefully that's stabilized the group a little bit. For sure. I totally hear that. I mean, obviously, you don't want anyone to cross the line, but a little controversy makes things exciting. So yeah. as you as you mentioned before, some people have actually gotten married from the group. I'm not sure if we actually dove deep into this, but the reason I started this podcast is because about a year ago, I started a modern Orthodox dating platform called Modate. And wow. so it's grown to over a thousand users just in the modern Orthodox world. I don't really know what the target size is because I don't really know how many people are considering themselves to be in this world. But we, so I started this podcast when we started to get bigger and we're actually also going to launch a more legitimate version of the product soon. I'm just wondering, because you have this huge audience and you said people just happen to get married, I guess, from just commenting and talking to each other. And so I'm wondering if you've ever thought about going into some kind of dating venture with the restaurants or any kind of partnerships there. Right. So I've been approached and my good friend, Ellie Letterman, who's, if he's watching and um, he's always asked me, you know, you got to get into the, into the dating, you got to get into the single, you know, you're perfect for it because you're talking about restaurants and, and people coming together. And we, there's some great groups out there and Hava Coburn does a great job. And there's a lot of matchmaking. You know, I, I've stuck to a lot of times where we've posted about dating events at restaurants. Um, you know, thank God, it just, there's a lot of work, you know, and if I do something, I'm going to do it all the way. I'm going to go all out. And um, it's just something that I don't know if I can commit the time to do it. If someone else wants to kind of work on it and, you know, and help, um, you know, it'd be great. It would be great to do. Obviously, you know, that's the ultimate is to kind of put people together and, and uh, get people you know, married and, and have lifelong relationships. So it's something that certainly on my list among a hundred other things on my list. Of course, to do. Yeah. Um, but you know what we've, yeah, through the group, we've done some stuff where we've done some fun matchmaking, a bachelor and a bachelorette. We've done some stuff. It's cute. And, um, certainly, you know, events, singles events that have happened, we posted about it and brought people together, but you never know, you know, it's something that I want to do more on the wedding version. I have a wedding website and a wedding group that, I want to build up where people can find out more information if they're getting married or they're looking uh, to get married. So, yeah, a lot of stuff um, that we're working on and just, you know, there's only so much time. Time is the, the biggest commodity that I think we all have and it's limited. And so I, I know what I can do and who, who knows, though, but it's certainly something I want, you know, maybe in the future. Of course. What's the what's the wedding site and wedding group called? Great Kosher Weddings. It's similar to what we do on Great Kosher Restaurants. It's a directory of, of information that people can get where it has, you know, halls and, and vendors and photographers and videographers, you know, and every couple of years, like, I want to build it up more and more. Who knows? Now with COVID, thank God, hopefully, you know, obviously a lot less, we can get back to uh, opening up, you know, the world and, and getting people together. So, we'll see we'll see but that's something that you know we're working on for sure yeah i mean i think there's a lot of synergy in this world with just different people who are involved in events different people involved 
in social media and just one of our previous episodes was with Lizzie Brenner, who runs an account at Second Date Shotgun. And so she's always posting different places to go on dates. And obviously, you know, you all, you know, all the restaurants and, and I set up this. So it's like a fun, um, could be a fun trio anyway. So the funny thing that you're yeah. mentioning is I'm trying to, I'm remembering back. I've had people call me. Uh, I've had a great story, but I had people call me on um, looking for, you know, a place to go for dates. So, you know, I asked them what they're looking for. You know, do they want to be seen or not seen? You know, sometimes, you know, they don't want to be, um, Scene. So they'll ask me, and I'll tell them. And then I'll get a call the next day saying it was great. We had a great time, great restaurant. Where should I go next? You know, and I'll, I'll help them over the next couple of dates, you know, where they should go, where they should go. And that's that's one. And another one, someone called, you know, someone um, went on a date, and my sister calls me the next day and says, You're not going to believe it. This guy, he's on, I'm on a date with, you know, a guy, and he says to me, Oh, I, got this recommendation from the restaurant guy and my sister says that's my brother you know <laughs> so pretty cool pretty fun to see you know how people connect and it's really a small world yeah that's awesome i that's so cool so i noticed that you're always traveling and so just yeah. wondering how often are you actually traveling how often are you on a plane going somewhere to try all of their restaurants so i used to travel actually more before i had kids you know, before life was even crazier, um, I used to go to Paris and London and Israel and South Africa and Argentina. And that was great. It was, it was pretty cool. So, but you know what? It's since I've gotten, you know, more kids and thank God they're growing, it's tougher. And, you know, I'm still a family man and I try to be home. And uh, so I, I try to stay within the States. And I go to Florida a few times a year. I'll go to LA and I'll go to Chicago and Vegas. Um, you know, I can probably, yeah, I can probably travel every week and visit all the restaurants, you know, that, uh, that I speak to. It just, again, time. So, you know, it keeps me busy. We live in New York where we're spoiled. There's so many restaurants out there. And so, yeah, I, I'm out this week. I was out four times out of the five nights from this week so far. And so, you know, I'm pretty busy, you know, visiting all the restaurants in New York, New Jersey. It keeps me busy, but, you know, I try again. Trying to be home for the family, try to be um, home for the kids. And so, you know, I, I try to, maybe when I retire, I'll travel more, but I'm, I'm out. I'm out almost every night and uh, it's fun. You go to a different restaurant almost every night, but you know, it takes a toll. I've been doing this 20 years and uh, trying to work out a little bit more and get my waistline, you know, uh, down. And so it's, it's, it's definitely a struggle. Do you cook? I don't, I used to cook again before kids, before I first got married and I used to cook uh, when things were a little easier these days. Not really. Maybe I'll like, once a month. And, but my wife cooks for Shabbos. Otherwise we'll go out to eat during the week. You know, we'll have some leftover if it's really good. We'll get some takeout, uh, but not really. Don't have time for that, unfortunately. So this is a debate I've had with friends and just want to hear your stance on it. What do you think is better tasting? A Just in general, a restaurant meal or a home-cooked meal? What would you rather have on the average day? 
Good question. Um, you know, th that's why Shabbos is awesome because, you know, we get to really sit down and have a great meal with your family and it's home cooked meal. And so I love restaurants. I love going to restaurants, every different, you know, different ones and tasting and having sushi and having steak and burgers. And sometimes you just want a good slice of pizza. Um, but after, you know, you go out so much, there's nothing like a home cooked meal. And I, I usually eat simple when, I, when I'm home because I'm usually going out and trying all these fancy, you know, dishes. And so when I'm home, you know, my wife will, will make chicken and rice and we'll make, uh, we'll have chicken soup and I'll make myself a, lately I've been doing a lot of salads and do grilled chicken and salad. So I'm not going to, you know, me on, you know, let's say well Thanksgiving or Purim or, you know, we'll have some brisket and fancy um, some fancy dishes, but otherwise I'm eating pretty simple when I'm home, uh, but it's a balance. So when I go out so much, yeah, there's nothing like a home cooked meal though. Don't tell that to the restaurants. <laughs> it's interesting because a few of my friends are, are very pro restaurant, but that's probably because when we cook, I, I'm not really talking about shop. It's just during the week we cook very plainly because it's sure. just, we don't love doing it. So it's sometimes a struggle to make sides or things like that. So the restaurant food is just more legit, I guess. And so that's probably why we choose that. Anyway, moving I on. I happen to like, yeah. we just, I happen to like, listen, why do we go to restaurants? It's not just for the food. It's for the experience. You know, it's, it's spending time with your friends and your family. It's the whole show. I, I kind of equate it to a Broadway show where you have, you know, all these moving parts and you have actors and characters and the waiters and, you know, things coming and going and you're looking around to see the other people. So it's, you go out because you just want to get away sometimes and you want to have a good time and, and experience and celebrate occasions. So, you know, it's, it's, you want to have obviously good food, but you go out because it's, it's the experience of going out interesting you brought that up so what's your opinion on services like uber eats it's a great service it's very convenient it's killing the restaurant industry in one part because it's taking so much commission i know the, the city has been trying especially during COVID, to curb the, the, the commissions but you know what it's it's a great service and people use it and you know restaurants are opening themselves to more customers this way. A lot of non-Jewish customers are, are buying from them because everyone's on Uber Eats and DoorDash, and, but um, it's tough. I would recommend if you go to, you know, you want to get something delivered, go to the restaurant site, order directly from the restaurants. Um, if they have delivery, I know it's a little bit, you know, less convenient because you have to, you know, work a little bit harder, but, the restaurants uh, could, could use the, more, the money more. And so it's a good service, but, you know, go to the restaurant directly if you want to order, you know, delivery or takeout. It is also generally cheaper. Sometimes Uber Eats actually makes the prices of the food itself more expensive. So I generally sure. do go to the restaurant site. Yeah. Yeah, there's a big markup they do. So definitely go to the restaurant. Uh, you'll, you'll probably get a cheaper price, yeah. Do you think people are eating in restaurants less than they used to because of this ease of delivery? Or do you think, but you said eating in restaurants used to not be so cool. So right. 
Yeah, no, for the past 10 years, it's exploded. People are the restaurants, the industry has been great. It's really, uh, it was doing fantastic before COVID. People, you know, the economy was good. People were going out to eat. The, all these restaurants were opening. All these great ethnic restaurants were opening. People were enjoying themselves. Obviously with COVID, it really stopped a lot of that. And now we're coming back. People are going back out to eat and enjoying themselves. Um, but yeah, definitely in the, I, I think Uber Eats and all these delivery services has, um, has given more people an opportunity to, you know, eat at home, eat at the office, but there's nothing like going out to a restaurant and being served and having it fresh. You know, if there's nothing like getting a nice burger at the restaurant. When you get it delivered, the quality drops. You know, it's French fries that when it's fried food, it's, it's not the same. So it's still, if you want to get the best experience, you got to go to the restaurant and you got to get it right there. For sure. So a large portion of our audience are people in their 20s. And just moving into a segment we do here called Mo Tips, which I'm just asking you to offer some advice for people who are young professionals and looking to really go off on entrepreneurial pursuits. Obviously, that's something you did a while back and really made a success of it. So what's your advice on people doing that today? You know, the cliche of working hard is is a cliche, but it's for a reason. You know, there's no shortcuts. You know, maybe you might fool some people in the beginning and you might, um, you know, get a, a head start. But in the long run, it's you've got to prove yourself you got to, um, you know, you're only as good as your last post or your last, um, you know, uh, project. And so you got to, you got to hustle. Um, you got to go overtime sometimes. You got to really just, you know, you got to find a niche that works for you. Again, I found something, thank God, that was never really done before. And so, you know, it's almost like, oh, why didn't I think of that? You know, so that's, you got to find something that you're either you're good at and that you love, you know, I, I love what I do and it's, I love connecting people. I love putting out information and marketing and being creative. So if you love what you do, again, you'll never work a day in your life. I work, I work hard, you know, it's, um, but yeah, certainly you, you really need to, you need to be passionate, um, but you know, network is, is big. I'm just being a good guy, you know, it just being, people like to be around good people. You know, don't be fake. Don't, don't talk bad about people. Um, just be a nice guy and people will believe in you. You know, for me, you know, and it's, it's a really nice compliment that people want to work with me because, you know, they say you're good. You're, you're a good guy. You're easy to work with. And, and that's, I, I'm proud of that that um you know it's just you got to stay level-headed you got to stay grounded and down to earth and people will appreciate that so that, that's my biggest uh, advice yeah definitely some powerful advice be who you are and and do what you love and that you and you'll succeed yeah so moving on to our final segment we do here the mopod lightning round i'm just going to fire off some questions and you answer the first thing that comes to your mind you ready you got it what is the best country for food outside of America and Israel? Kosher oh, wow. food. That's a good question. Uh, best country outside of America and Israel. 
Um, Panama as a huge amount. Um, Paris. Paris first. Paris is first. I've been to Paris. It is a city that goes out to eat. They'll be out 11 o'clock at night. They'll start to eat your meal. Paris is a foodie, t- you know, and, and city and, and that's, that's the biggest one. Yeah. Okay. What is the best state in the U.S. for food outside of New York, New Jersey, let's say? The best state? No, the best state. 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 Um, outside of which one? New York? Outside of New York, New Jersey, because that's just too many options. Florida. There. Florida, for sure. Especially the last couple of years, uh, it's, it's expanded so much. It used to be seasonal uh, where you know, winter, but now people are moving down there. It's, uh, it's packed. It's a great, great foodie town. Yeah. I mean, we're a very pro Florida podcast, so hopefully people keep moving and we really make it one of the, the major players on the East coast. Anyway, what is your favorite social media platform? Facebook. Like I said, it's, it's the most interactive. It's allows people to talk to each other. Um, you see a, a profile usually, so you see a face and you can, you know, just have a good time, um, con- you know, conversing with them about food. So that's, that's my, my, my favorite. How many times a week do you get recognized by someone you don't know? Mm-hmm. I'm usually out. Uh, usually every time I go out to a restaurant, they'll say hello and I love that and they'll come over. I was at a wedding last night and, you know, a lot of our members, especially as the group has grown, and they see my face a little bit, you know, yeah, usually, uh, thank God, a few times every every time I go out to eat. Do people ever ask you for autographs or pictures? Not autographs, so much pictures. They'll ask me questions. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll thank me for the group and how much they've benefited from it. And so that's always a compliment. I love that. Uh, but, yeah, just, um, you know, selfies. <laughs> Great. All right. Thank you, Elon, for coming on the Mopod. Anything you want our listeners to know before we sign off? My pleasure. Just, you know, just go on to uh, go on to our website. We have a great newsletter that you can, you know, subscribe to. Go to our Facebook and Instagram. Go on our WhatsApp chats. We have a lot of WhatsApp now. And um, support restaurants. You know, share. It doesn't cost anything to to give a shout out to the restaurants. And you know, if you like a restaurant, tell your friends. If you don't like a restaurant, tell me. And, uh, you know, we'll try to resolve what happened. But thank God uh, we're in a good time. And I thank you for uh, having me on and keep up the good work. Thanks so much. Everyone likes food. So make sure to spread the word. Pump the volume.